welcome to the Life, Living It and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about how we can all be Shermans. But before we get into all that, let's jump into our usual weekly update. So I'm still out in France with my parents, staying out um, with them, which is great. Been having a great time. The weather's been really good. We've had some really unseasonably warm days so um so some really warm temperatures which is lovely which has enabled us to get out on some good hikes some good walks and um i've even managed to get a few runs in as well so i did a good five mile run last night which was awesome um just around the local area where my uh, parents live um on the on the roads took snow out with me um you know they're so quiet where my parents live um you know i probably passed about 10 cars in in the hour or so i was out um, so um, really lovely and quiet and great roads through, um, you know, through fields and vineyards and, and things like that. So really lovely scenery. Saw some deer uh, running across some of the fields, which is great. Um, and uh, lots of cows um, and farmyard animals as well, which is awesome. Donkeys and things like that we've seen there and about, um, which is really great. So just a lovely, lovely area to be running in. Um, my dad and I managed to get out for a day's fishing on one of the warmer days. It was about... 16 to 18 degrees for the day um so we got out to a lake one of the local lakes um quite a big lake and uh, managed to get out for a day fishing um but we didn't catch a single thing between us and um it didn't look like anybody else on the lake had caught anything either from all the folks that we could see from where we were sat um, but it was a lovely day out spent in the sunshine uh, just chilling out on the side of a lake so a really good uh good fun doing that and i'm hoping that we get good enough weather that we can do that again uh, at some time next week so that'll be awesome um, hopefully you guys have all had a great week too coming into the weekend by the time you hear this so hopefully you've got some good plans for the weekend we're getting ever closer to Christmas aren't we so starting to think about Christmas dues uh, trips to family and things like that so hopefully we're all on board with uh, and on plan on track for everything we need to do and uh, wind up to Christmas so Let's jump into today's topic, and it's all about how we've all, or we can all be Shermans at in some point in our lives, and uh, what I mean by that. So I've been reading a book this week. It's called Running with Sherman. It's a Chris. Uh, it's a book by Christopher McDougall. Um, so I talked about his first book uh, a while back on the podcast months and months ago now, um, and that was called Born to Run. Uh, it was a phenomenal book. Um, so I just saw um, this. I think this has been out for a while, but I, I only saw it recently. Um, so um, I bought it and it's about running with a donkey um, so he kind of trains a donkey uh, to run so I'll just read the um, back of the book the blurb off the back of the book so you get an idea of what the book's about so it's called um, so it says when born to run author Christopher McDoodle takes in a mistreated donkey named Sherman he aims to nurse him back to health but abuse has made Sherman ill-tempered uncooperative and fearful of humans what's more as a working animal, he needs a purpose, but there are few roles for him on Chris's farm in Pennsylvania. Burrow racing, humans running side by side with donkeys, seems like the perfect solution. With the encouragement of two high-spirited goats, his neighbours and the local Amish running club, Chris begins with, to win Sherman's trust, but making it to the world champion chip pack burrow race in colorado means chris has to work with a much broader community from the animal experts to long distance truckers to burrow racers all the while chris's wife mika a non-runner to begin with holds the team together what sherman gains in confidence and meaning is something we all need a connection with nature the outdoors and movement so 
it's a really good book. It's not just about running. There's a whole a host of stuff in here. So, you know, the main story is about how they, um, uh, you know, first adopt the, the donkey, um, name him Sherman. Um, and then they kind of get into how they nurse him back to health, how they had to, um, you know, uh, um, trim all his hooves because all his hooves were overgrown. So they had to use a hacksaw. Uh, the local vet um, had to use a hacksaw to cut half the hoof away because on each of Sherman's feet because they were so uh, mistreated and, and they'd grown so crazily um, and they were worried that he wouldn't be able to walk and, and things. So it took a lot of time and energy for them to kind of nurse him back to health. And a lot of it's about that. A lot of it's about human mental health as well. Um, there's a whole host of stuff in here about human mental health um, and the kind of nature and the engagement between um animals and humans in in the past and throughout the course of history so it's quite a cool book it's got a whole host of stuff in here the main story is great about sherman and he, you know he's written into a phenomenal character in here so as i was reading through through this there's a whole host of stuff i could could have taken out of here um, to talk about but the thing that i want to focus on is there's a there's a little paragraph in here that I'm going to read out from the middle of the book or roughly the middle of the book, uh, and then I'm going to talk about it. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of um, the, the paragraph that we're going to talk about. So it says, Sherman had grown up alone, so he'd never been part of a herd that could teach him how donkeys behave. Instinct will take you only so far. After that, you rely on fellow creatures as role models. Sherman had never learned basic donkey, and it showed. Just two minutes ago, we'd watched him literally becoming sheepish. Lawrence and Chili, who had goats on their farm, and the rest of his new barnyard family had really stepped up as companions. But what Sherman needed now was a different kind of playmate, one that could teach him the donkey equivalent of horseplay. If I wanted Sherman to trot across the countryside like a natural-born donkey, he needed to learn from one. So it's kind of talking about so so the first part of the story they used um the goats which uh called lawrence and chili dog um the two goats uh are really awesome and they're great characters in themselves um and they use the goats to help kind of uh nurture sherman back to health and and the, the donkey becomes friends with the goats and the goats look after the donkey um so it's a really cool um story around that as well the first half of the book uh, but this is kind of, you know, they've kind of got him back to health and they're starting to take him out. So um, the goats wandered out down um, some of the tracks with them and got Sherman to, to step over some of the um, fears that he had. So he was scared of shadows and wet patches on the road from where it had been raining and things like that. And the goats just blundered past those things. And then the donkey didn't want to be left behind. So he chased after the goats to follow the goats um, so that he could be with his friends. So um, the goats could help him get through some of his fears but as it said as it says in there you know you, need, you also need to learn from other or Sherman needed to learn from other donkeys and I think that's uh, you know I think that there's a couple of really key things from this paragraph the first thing is you know we can't do everything by ourselves and when we're tempted you know when we're or when we're um, aiming big you know we're, we're achieving goals um, that there's a temptation there that we put our heads down, we get in the zone uh, and we do everything ourselves. And, you know, to a certain extent, that's a good attitude to have. You know, we need to be able to do things. We need to be able to understand what we're doing. and We need to be able to do them competently. And the only way to do that is to do them over and over again. So we need to learn how to do things. But we, there's absolutely no chance that we can be successful or happy just by ourselves. So we need to we need to rely on other people now, whether that's outsourcing certain parts of our work, you know, um, 
uh, you know, as I do with the podcast, for example, I don't do all the sound editing for the podcast. I outsource that. We have a team um, that does that. So um, they specialize in that. So uh, all the good, the good, um, you know, the sound effects and the good quality sound and, and stuff like that you hear from the podcast has nothing to do with me. I outsource that to a team. They do a grand job. Uh, of getting that right so if i was to do that you know the podcast would be certainly less frequently because it would take me a hell of a lot longer to edit each episode it would take me a hell of a lot longer to stitch in the sound effects the intros and the outros etc um and and to improve the sound quality from the electronic buzzing and things you get naturally occurring on recording so that's those skills are not something that i have Uh, i'd have to learn them and pick them up and i have no interest in using them for anything other than this so it would kind of be a waste of time so you have to rely on other people so that's it you know but there's also you know friends and families you need to rely on as well um you know you you need favors every now and again you need help and assistance and you should be doing the same for them as well so um that's the first thing so we can't just be successful or happy by ourselves we need to have a team of folks around us and we need to take them on the journey with us and i think that's super important you know if we're getting into a place you know quite often see this as business uh, business environments uh, people kind of uh, like what why do people not get on with me why am I not um, you know I do my job I do it well um, but you're not doing it with other people you're kind of seen as a lone wolf you go off by yourself you're making decisions by yourself you're not bringing your team in on the journey as well um, if you've got a team maybe you're not um, giving them the support that they need to grow and develop as well so we see this quite a lot in a business context but it can be um, seen in relationships as well if you if you've got a challenging relationship you know if you're having arguments with your partner sometimes it's because you're not sitting down and having those regular conversations about where you're both aiming for in life where you need to get to so we, by having those conversations that's going to allow us to all go on the same journey together and instead of kind of going off in different directions because we've not talked about it it's aligning our journey so we really need to do that um, across the board uh, you know in our lives so we need to work with others wherever we can uh, and take them on the similar journey so that's super important so um, that's the first thing that we take away from from that kind of passage that that paragraph the second thing is about basic donkey. I quite like that as a phrase. Um, it's quite uh, cool, and I'm, I'm going to adopt that into my coaching sessions uh, because I think there's a really cool analogy. Uh, but I think it stands for everybody as well. So there's there's some real clear things here uh, that I want to draw out. So I think sometimes when we're struggling. Um, you know, when we've set ourselves tough targets and, and we're maybe we're not hitting them and we're getting a bit depressed, we're getting a bit tired, we're, you know, we're feeling exhausted, we're just feeling run down, you know, sometimes we have to go back and relearn the basic donkey. And I think that sometimes we take things for granted and it's usually the things that we take for granted that are slowing us down or causing us to feel in a negative way. So we sometimes need to take a step back and go back and relearn basic donkey and or basic human in our case. So if we relearn basic human, then um, that will help us on our journey. So sometimes, you know, for example, you know, maybe we um, we're working really hard at work. We're we're starting a new project or whatever. So we've got our heads down. We're delivering. We're doing super well. And then we come home um, and and we spend in time with the family and friends. Uh, you know, maybe we're taking our partners out, or we're taking children here and there, or maybe we're doing stuff. You know, we're busy going to see friends. We're doing activities, whether that's in the gym, going out for a run, um, playing tennis, whatever it is for you. You know, we're we're certainly busy. And then 
sometimes or quite often the first thing that falls when we're so busy is the quality of the food we eat so instead of eating fresh and natural stuff that we've cooked ourselves we turn to you know pre-packaged ready meals with loads of salt and loads of other preservatives in it which aren't as good for us as uh, food that we've cooked ourselves from scratch um so you know quite often we turn to those ready meals and you know that's uh you know and that's what i would class as a basic human thing basic donkey thing is you know we need to eat healthily to maintain the balance of um, chemicals in our bodies and to be correct you know if we if you know for sure if i've eaten a takeaway a couple of days on the run i start to feel sluggish and and my thought processes become a bit more jumbled uh, my speech isn't as eloquent. I start using um, shorter words that are more repetitively uh, because you know we're not able to operate the way that we could um, when we put in the good things into our body. And this is just one example of kind of a basic human thing. Um, obviously, there are dozens and dozens of them. So when we're in a bad place and we're feeling negative, whether that's because we're exhausted, and you know, maybe it's uh, the other thing that tends to go quite quickly when we're super busy is the amount of sleep that we get. We cut down on the amount of sleep we get because we start to get up earlier and we start to go to bed later uh, because we're trying to fit more into our day. So that cuts down. And that, again, is a basic donkey thing or basic human thing. So we have to look back sometimes um when we're, especially when we're pushing ourselves super hard so um you know i'm always uh, uh i really encourage um target setting goal setting objective setting um especially stretching goals and targets um so i, I massively encourage that but when we're in that space, sometimes we, we kind of concentrate too much on those goals and those targets and we forget about basic donkey stuff. So we need to sometimes take a step back um, and have a rest from the goals, the big goals for you know a day or so uh, to reset ourselves. Or sometimes we need longer, you know, maybe we need a week out, a few days at least out to kind of reset ourselves and get ourselves thinking back in the same way, in the right way again. Start reminding ourselves of those basic donkey things that we need to come back to and fix. And, you know, the danger is, you know, we, it's a couple of episodes we were talking about a couple of episodes ago. We were talking about um, taking souls and leaving people in awe uh, uh, by winning and, and winning time and time again. And I think, um, you know, that's a really great metaphor. I think that we should be taking souls. I think that we should be um, looking to leave people in awe of our success and what we've been able to achieve. And we need to leave ourselves in awe of our own success sometimes as well, because sometimes, you know, we do something that we've said is impossible. Or somebody else has told us impossible and it shows ourselves that we can do that and that we can push ourselves and break past the limits that we thought were set upon us. So that's really positive. But there's a, there's a balance to be struck. We can't be doing that all the time, 100% of the time, you know, 90% of the time is a great place to aim for. But we need to make sure that we dial that back occasionally to remind ourselves of some of those basic donkey needs that we have and um, learn uh, learn to uh, or relearn to do those habits those good things those natural basic things that we should all be doing to look after ourselves um, so whether that's like I say it's eating right whether it's having the right amount of sleep whether it's uh, working out whether it's um, um, looking after ourselves in other ways you know whatever it may be um, whether it's taking some downtime whether it's sitting for five minutes and just having some peace and quiet um, whatever it is we need, we need to make sure that we relearn those on a regular basis so that we don't let them slip. And then once we, because once we let one of those things slip, it's easy to have a cascade then of, of getting into negative behaviors or, 
or um, worse behaviours. And once we start on that slippery slope, then it can be hard to recover it. So the sooner we recover it, the sooner we realise that we're not doing those basic needs that we have, um, we recover those. That'll help us live that life that we love. It'll really keep us in the right space for success, for happiness. Uh, and, and that's super important. So those are the key things I think that I took out from um, just that one paragraph of, of the book. Like I say, I recommend the book. It's a good read. Um, so if you're interested, especially if you're into running, it's phenomenal. If you're not into running, there's still some super cool stuff in there um, that's worth a read about, um, you know, about human nature, about the uh, relationship that historically humans have had with animals. There's a lot in there about um, how humans had uh, pets or domesticated animals in the first and the symbiotic relationship that we had with wild animals originally, you know, as cavemen, as we started to work with wolves and things um, to help us hunt um, and then for protection. Um, so there was kind of a symbiotic relationship that formed throughout history between animals and, and humans. And it kind of goes into that into quite depth. And it looks into some scientific studies around how that's worked and things as well. Like I said, there's a big chunk in there about mental health as well. So there's there's a whole host of stuff worth reading, even if you're not a runner. So um, check that out um, and let me know what you think. Um, I'm sure it's available on Audible as well if you're not into physical copies of books. So head over to Audible and check that out um, if you need to as well. So um, I love the end goal of the book as well, uh, by the way, which is getting out to the uh, Burrow races. So to get Sherman racing with the other donkeys, um, which is where I think it's like a 15 mile race or it might be further 20 mile race in Colorado um, with several creek crossings, a small river crossings where the run, uh, donkeys run through the water um, with their humans kind of trailing behind attached to the rope. Um, and um, the way it's been described, I've never seen it. Um, in, in person, I've not even seen any footage of it. I must check it, try and check it out. Um, but the way Christopher McDougall describes it in the book, look, sounds phenomenal. Um, you know, you've got kind of donkeys all over the place doing what they want. And you can't really force a donkey to do something it doesn't want to do. So if it wants to run, it'll run. If it doesn't, it won't. Um, you know, there was one, um, there's a, the story, a small story at the beginning of the book where a donkey stopped on the bridge um, at the beginning of the race and then didn't want to move much further. Uh, and the owner of the donkey was sitting there for a couple of hours waiting for it to move off the bridge. And in the end, as it was starting to get dark in the evening, they had to go and get a car, uh, attach the donkey to the car to tow it off the bridge, <laughs> to get it off the bridge. Um, so um, some quite funny stories about the kind of uh, stubbornness of donkeys as well. Uh, but really cool, so, so worth having a read. The other thing I just wanted to touch on as well was um, the winning uh, mentality that we've talked about in the last couple of episodes. You know, I just mentioned it briefly a few minutes ago. We talked about taking souls. We talked about uh, making winning a game, and, and we talked about them in suits, how they used the catchphrase of we're not in this for fun, we're here to win. Um, and I think that's uh, super important. I think we need to remember to have fun along the way, though. Uh, we need to make sure we leave people in awe. We need to we need to turn winning into fun for ourselves. I think I think that's super important, and that's kind of brought out in the book as well. Um, Running with Sherman, uh, that's brought out that you need to make winning fun. So uh, when Sherman was first adopted, you know he was super ill. He wasn't um, very well, so he didn't really know how to have fun. Um, and they got him running and he found that super enjoyable because he, he had his friends with him, the goats originally. Um, so, so they were able to find the fun in that. 
and then be successful at that fun thing. So it took them a few things. They tried a few things, you know, to, to work out what he would enjoy as a donkey. Um, it turns out and he, he enjoyed the running. Um, so if you find something that you enjoy, we need to find ways to be successful and win at that thing that we enjoy. And if we can build those things into our life, then we're going to live that life that we love. We're going to get to that place of happiness. We're going to get to that place of joy and we're going to experience that more and more often because whilst we're winning, we're doing the things that we really enjoy. And there are so many people who I talk to who don't do the things that they enjoy or don't seem to have any fun doing the things they do. You know, they may be good at something, but they may not enjoy that thing that they're good at. And they think that being good at that thing that they don't enjoy means they can't be good or have fun doing other things. And that's absolutely not the case to live the life that we love. We need to make sure that whilst we're doing those things that we're good at, which potentially make us money in majority of the cases, you know, we need to find those other things that we love as well. Now, whether that's racing with donkeys, whether it's running solo, whether it's part of a running club, whether it's swimming, whether it's hitting the gym, whether it's sewing, whether it's fishing, whether it's uh, learning the piano, whether it's learning languages, whatever it may be, whether it's cooking, whether it's foraging, you know, there's there's hundreds and hundreds of different things that we can do for fun. So whatever it is that you enjoy doing, we need to build that into our lives as well. And we need to make sure that we do that for our family, our friends, our pets, um, you know, uh, and the world around us at large. And, and you know, we're really going to love, uh, get to that life that we love and help others get to their life that they love as well, which is super important. So hopefully that's helped a few people today. Um, check out the book. Let me know what you think, whether it's a physical copy or on Audible. Um, and I shall see you in the same time, in the same place next week. Have a good one.